Welcome to Urban Beginnings, a podcast about navigating urban planning and its impact on community. Welcome to Urban Beginnings, episode zero. Who are we? I am Rogelio Martinez. And I am Blair Zarecki. Special shout out to all of our listeners today, wherever you might be tuning in from. Thanks so much for joining us. And we're really looking forward to delving a little bit more into uh, who we are and how we kind of entered into the field of planning. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, so, everyone. This is a this is a big, uh, big project for both of us. Again, welcome. Hope you guys are having a great day. And like always, sending you guys good vibes. So let's get started. You ready, Blair? Yeah, I'm ready. So I know right. this has sort of felt like a, a bit of a long time coming, but it hasn't really been over the last you know two months we've been working on this. And so I think it's really important for our audience to get to know us a little better. So, so Rogelio, what is the earliest memory you have related to urban planning? All right, for sure. Um... You know, I grew up in uh, inner city Los Angeles. I remember walking down the sidewalks uh, with my mom and my sister to uh, sisters to the grocery store, and there were, you know, uh, segments of a sidewalk where we had to, you know, go onto the street because the sidewalks were kind of cracked or there were uh, overgrown roots on them. And I always that was really like my earliest memory on. Uh, I guess that's where I started thinking about, you know, what, what, why, why are these sidewalks the way they are? Uh, why aren't they fixed? So, you know, really going back to, to school and like middle school, asking my, my teachers that, and, and you know, kind of me doing more research, it kind of led me to, to urban planning. So I, I'd say just infrastructure, um, concerns and, you know, just observations growing up were, were, um, you know, West Adams, Mid City area I grew up in, but um, yeah, that was the earliest memory that that I can remember. What was uh, what was yours, Blair? Probably started a little later in life. I'd say sometime around 2010 when I was working for AmeriCorps. During that time, I was placed at three different affordable housing sites um, through Chinatown Community Development Center. And my role was to design youth enrichment programming, as well as to do outreach in the buildings and the broader community. I really enjoyed my term. And after that, I kind of wanted to stay in the youth development space. And so I ended up working in a variety of different after-school programs. I kind of eventually landed um, through the Urban Services YMCA at one particular site in Bernal Heights, and I was there for about two years, and that was sort of really what sealed the deal for me, I think, um, while sort of my priority was, you know, decreasing truancy and also improving academic achievement for the youth. My work was, you know, much deeper than that, and so it was really focused on community development and it was really focused on 
connecting folks with the social services they needed to improve all of these different social determinants of health. And so through, you know, candid conversations with folks, through getting to know um, the youth and their families better, was able to really get a better understanding of all of these different connections to, you know, academic achievement. And so like if folks you know, didn't, and most of the time they didn't have stable housing, you know, that had a huge impact on on youth achievement. If they didn't have access to healthy food, which most often they didn't, you know, what where could we fill those critical gaps? But also, you know, we have to sort of figure out how can we sort of move the needle upward while also meeting all of these really essential needs? Um, you know, do they have reliable transportation to and from these programs? If no, then, you know, how can we design our programs and really tailor them to their specific needs? The educa- education and planning and really where they intersected and kind of hitting, you know, all those different those different needs and, and really meeting people where they're at. And so for me, that work really was kind of my first taste of urban planning. And I don't think I realized it at the time, but, you know, I kind of continued on that trajectory. I later moved to another youth development program in the Tenderloin um, in an affordable housing site. And so I was able to really meet the needs of folks who physically lived, you know, above the program space. And that, you know, was a really exciting experience to just get to know people on um a, a really deeply intimate level. And I think, you know, when I say intimate, I just mean, you know, you're asking them the important questions. You're really getting to know them. You're really understanding their needs. You know, like it's it's a lot more than taking a survey. You're really out there and you're meeting them at the park and you're sitting there with them and you're like, you know, shooting the breeze and getting to know, you know, everything about them. And I think those things are critical to really make lasting impacts on people and for, you know, us again to really move the needle up to like improve health outcomes and to to improve academic out, outcomes. I think for me that's kind of my first sort of taste of of urban planning. So, so yeah. Um sure. very cool, very cool. Yeah. And I know you touched on a little bit before um, you know, where you're from and stuff, but um mm-hmm. You know, where where else have you lived besides L.A.? Or would you mind giving us a little rundown of, you know, where you're from, where you've been, where are you going? For sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was born and raised in, in Los Angeles in the uh, West Adams, Mid-City, Baldwin Hills area. I'm kind of all in the, all the borderline of uh, all those um, neighborhood communities. I was b- born and raised there, um, went to La Cienega Elementary School, Webster Middle School over by Saltel. That was a little uh, uh, way from, from the area. We had a bus sit there and then came back for high school at uh, Dorsey. Uh, graduated from Dorsey in 2011. You know, and, you know, just, just growing up, seeing the difference, especially in middle school, um, I I made a group of friends and, you know, um, I had to come back to 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 the neighborhood I grew up in and you know they they lived in the other areas of the city so we kind of like just broke up so when I went to to Dorsey I had to make new friends um which was I think one of the best things that has ever happened to me just because um it was it was very um very diverse I would say in in the sense of um like uh, home cultures um you know I I would go home my 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 parents were immigrants 
uh, from Mexico, you know, got their green card in 20, I believe 2018, 19. Uh, but, you know, growing up with the fear of my parents, you know, you know, uh, kind of, you know, getting caught up or, or things like that. I think we kind of lived in a different world from the, from a different, like, you know, other, other families. So, but it was just very interesting, um, to make new friends, learn about, you know, their background. Um, and and it even like, uh, there was a big population at Dorsey. I remember it was Ethiopian, um, like Belizeans and, you know, just learning, seeing, talking to them or also a lot of uh, Central Americans that, um, I remember I would kind of take the lead in uh, always trying to help them out just because it reminded me of my parents, you know, the stories they would tell me when they came into this country and not speaking English and not knowing what resources were, were there for them. It, well, what I'm trying to get at is I'm very grateful and humbled to, grow, uh, to, to have been born and raised in the area I did uh because it also gave me a gives me another perspective in 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 the world of urban planning and you know when we're doing either some community meetings or whoever I'm trying to help out at the at the counter over the phone or in um I I'm very considerate of uh and respectful of like you know people's upbringings because you know we all have a story although there's many times where it feels like people want to just make you flip the page like oh we all went through something so move on you know and and really that's that's not in my opinion it's not not very cool because you know your experiences are what shape you and and your roots are pretty much your foundation again i grew up in the in the west adams mid city Baldwin hills area and man like hauser cloverdale jefferson redondo just adams just 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 shouting out some streets where a lot of my friends still live and there's some gentrification coming into the neighborhood and i wish i can be there to help out a little more but every time i go back i try to educate and provide you know tools to to my homies and 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 so they they, they can be aware of of what to look out for and even you know to speak up so yeah can you tell us a little bit where where you grew up Blair, or lived yeah no thanks so much for sharing um I grew up in New Jersey, and I grew up in a pretty small suburb in New Jersey. Um, we kind of call that region the tri-state area, so it's New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And so for the mm. most part, you know, I had a somewhat sheltered sort of upbringing, I'd say. You know, being in the burbs, we don't have access to a lot of stuff, but I did live about, um, you know, an hour or so from New York City. And so um, it was kind of a young person's dream to just sort of be in close proximity and to be able to take public transit to, um, yeah, to the Big Apple and kind of get into some trouble and explore Mm -hmm. uh, everything that New York City has to offer. I think some of my fondest memories are of just sort of having you know, driving for the first time or having one of my friends, um, you know, just they just got their license. And so we're driving and parking at the train station and taking New Jersey Transit into New York City and trying to navigate what we thought at the time was like a very complex network of subways um, and all the intricacies of that. And um, I remember yeah, being young and one of our fears was like, okay, you know, this was before cell phones. So like, hey, if you get lost and the door shut, like just make sure you wait at the next station for us and we'll meet you there. So, so yeah, I think most of my upbringing, honestly, like revolves around sort of just exploring um, New York City and just, I think I've always sort of 
being from the burbs, um, I've always sort of like gravitated towards bigger, denser places with a little more energy and a little bit more to do. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, kind of from there, I just sort of, you know, well, I thought I'd probably end up after high school, maybe in New York City, I sort of realized pretty quickly that, um, you know, there was a lot more places to explore. And so I sort of mm. just trickled out across the United States. And then obviously I'm here in California. So um, not to go into too much detail about that, but I've predominantly lived in somewhat major cities for most of my life since since graduating high school. Oh, very cool. That's very interesting. Like, you know, uh, growing up in the area I did, like, we were just so like, we, you know, even my friends, like we just, it, it wasn't until college that I explored uh, other sides of L.A. County, quote unquote, you know, uh, to, to the San Fernando Valley. I went to Cal State Northridge. And until then, like uh, we we only really lived in. In, you know, we only knew, <laughs> you know, the Fox Hills Mall, the, the Crenshaw Mall, uh, you know, Baldwin Hills, uh, you know, just it's, you know, within a, a smaller radius. Um at least me personally, I wouldn't think of like other outside cities like states or I mean, we knew about San Francisco and stuff. But, you know, you're talking about like subways and, you know, in more recent time, like now they there's the uh, expo line. It's a light rail that goes down um, pretty much like Adams through USC all the way to Union Station and Exposition. Sorry, not Adams, Exposition. You know, until then, like I really and and, and interesting enough, like we, me and my mom, like uh, and my sisters would always take public transportation, like the metro bus, to either our dentist appointments, uh, to Wick. You know, so we we were actively on the bus, although you know it, it was because my dad would be at work, but I, I I would never really think about like subways until um, I don't know through, like movies and things like that. I never ever wondered why like L.A. didn't have subways. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm sure you had a cool experience, like, you know, uh, riding them. I, I, to this day, I've never been to the East Coast, so I, I need to go. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to show but, you around. Yeah, I've spent a lot of years okay. on the New York subway, and it's such a intricate but really amazing system that can really get you from Queens to Brooklyn to Manhattan mm. and back around. So, um it's really fascinating to me, yeah. but, but yeah, I think also, um, you know, sometimes we sort of take for granted some of these experiences if it's a part of your day to day. And so for me, you know, like riding public transportation aside from outside of the, from like the school bus wasn't really a big part of my life. So it was just really mm -hmm. almost freeing to a certain degree, just, you know, being able to get anywhere just by, um, you know, jumping on a train. So what was your favorite place? You lived in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, I always somewhere in the back of my mind, I, I kind of knew I'd end up in California. Both my parents um, had little stints in California, and it's just always, you know, been presented, I think, <laughs> to the whole world as just a really amazing place to, um, to live at some point in your life, at least to experience. And so for me... Um, I really found a lot of contentment in living in San Francisco. I felt like there was just an energy and a vibe that really resonated with me. And so when I moved there, I think in, um, when was that, 2006 about or so, when I was 22 or 23, 
probably don't need to be giving um, all the details on my age, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if at the time I ever thought that I'd stay there for so long. And I stayed there for about 13 years and um, then eventually moved back to New York to be a little closer to family. But um, yeah, I think some of my most formative years as a older adult happened in San Francisco. And um, it's just a really magical place to me for a lot of reasons that I'm sure we'll get into more deeply in this podcast, but um, it holds a special place in my heart. And despite all the all the current and old and probably future news about it, it's just a, it's a, it's a really interesting and, and amazing urban place that should be explored by everyone at least once in their life, I think. What about you? Sure. Well, yeah, you know, living in LA, uh, just you know, living. I my dream was to buy a house down the the same you know street my parents lived on, like few houses down. But it's too expensive. But you know, that was my favorite favorite. I mean, I've I don't think I I forgot to mention it earlier, but you know, I currently reside in Bakersfield. Um, you know, I moved up here in twenty nineteen. I mean, I, I I love Bakersfield. Uh, you know, I was able to buy, uh, purchase a home here, and I've made some good, really great relationships. A lot of good opportunities, work wise, and even just social opportunities. Um, but you know, it just my roots, my where I grew up, man. Like it's 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 just home. You know, we can walk anywhere, even drive. Like we were ten minutes away from Santa Monica, <laughs> with no traffic. Uh, you know, ten minutes away from downtown as well. Of uh, no traffic down the street from USC, you know I've seen that area transform to what it is now. Unfortunately, you know I don't feel like it really defines the the people that originally were were living in this area, but and in that area. But um, just the relationships and just the connections I have, it, I think that was my favorite place to live, especially because like when I uh, graduated college. I then I started thinking about light rails, like you know, sub substations and or sub trains and you know all that. Um, and I, I I got hired by the city of Santa Monica, and you know I could walk two blocks on La Brea and and uh, Jefferson, catch the light rail, the expo train down all the way to where it finishes, the last stop at Santa Monica, walk two blocks, and hey, I was at my desk. So that was really I really enjoyed my time at the city of Santa Monica. And, you know, just the, the transportation, I was reading, you know, I was able to read books, even chit chat with people um, on the train. You know, safety is another thing, but uh, that's why I always kept my phone in my pocket, you know. Um, yeah, I would say L.A. Is, is my favorite place to live. I didn't haven't lived in, like, you know, many other places, but there, I guess there's nothing like home. I also I love, you know, you. I haven't. Oh, sorry. Oh. I just wanted to say I haven't, you know, previ before we started our program at USC, I had only been to LA, I think maybe two or three times. And it's been really so special for me to sort of experience it through your eyes and to sort of like have you kind of give me the history of place from your own perspective. And so it really, yeah, I just, I, every time mm -hmm. we've been there, you've kind of just like been like, hey, look like, and then like look over here and then kind of told me the the story about like something that happened there and it really just um yeah it's yeah. like it's been just really cool to experience it through your eyes so i appreciate that um about you very much uh awesome. yeah i mean awesome cuz you know we i think that's one thing about like my friends back home like we're we're i always talk about like certain areas have a bad 
filter like media puts a bad filter on certain neighborhoods and whatnot but there's invisible communities in there that once you take the filter out they're well functioning very healthy people get their stuff done they're well functioning communities even like with uh i'm not i'm not for gangs or anything like that but sometimes i mean you you can't deny it they're part of neighborhoods and communities and there's um again like you know ogs that really want to you know they probably did something bad in their life but you know they, they're out and they, they want to change they want to change the youth um you know i think that's a very good uh source there for for the youth to from their experience like tell them like hey you know you know hey big dog like i did this you know don't 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 fall into the same thing that i did and you know not be a product of their 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 surroundings or environment so um not to to get off track but yeah. yeah, um I I I'm glad you you um you appreciate that because you know the stories that that I tell you even the, my friends that you met when we went uh, when we hung out. Yeah. You know, they're they're just very genuine. So, I guess we'll talk more about that throughout the whole the whole our whole project here with Urban Beginnings. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm sure we definitely uh, Yeah, so let me ask you. Yeah, let me ask you. When did you make the decision to focus on urban planning professionally? Yeah, um, this is such an interesting question for me because my pathway to urban planning has like been so crooked and absolutely not a straight line. I um, I think that sort of in the back of my fine. mind, I always <laughs> I always knew that it was a passion of mine, but I think probably I thought that it couldn't be something that I was that I pursued professionally, and so. Um, I kind of went into design, specifically interior design, just because it was a very accessible thing. I was entering that field a little bit later in my life and being becoming an architect wasn't seeming entirely feasible. And so interior design was really accessible. And then I fell in love with, you know, the built environment and I fell in love with um, materiality. And then I fell in love with the connection between interiority and public space and found out really quickly that while I thought I was pursuing a degree in interior design, I was actually pursuing a degree in urban planning. Um, most of the time my projects were focused on, you know, pretty large sites and um, it was really exploratory and really just had to do with sort of knitting the the fabric of the urban environment into um, sort of new places. And then, so I think for me, um, yeah, once I sort of came to terms with that and realized that like design and interior design would always be a part of my life, um, but that I wanted to take it one step further and really, you know, study kind of the the urban environment, um, I sort of just started to kind mm. of, yeah, focus on projects that were of a bigger scale. And so it just sort of bled out. And then I started, yeah, just focusing on project management and in the, in public space. And mm. so, yeah, for me, it's been a little bit, it's a little hard to describe, to, to explain because I feel like I'm still sorting through some of it. Um, I know you've had a very, mm. or a somewhat different pathway. And so I think, um, it's really interesting to hear kind of the different ways that we've come to kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you the floor. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, ever since you kind of told me your background, I was like, Oh, very interesting. I feel like anybody can be a planner. Um, you know, there's never that one, Oh, I reached the top of planning because 
yeah, there's always something to learn. Um, you know, I'm always trying to collaborate with other people, learn what they're doing. And, you know, it's just amazing. You learn so much from other planners, but you, you learn the most sometimes like when you, you're doing the actual work on the sidewalks uh, from the people. There's even like certain topics or I don't know, like just methods that certain community members do or neighborhoods do that, you know, they're not defined yet, but, you know, they're, they're planning related, either influenced by urban design, urban policies, uh, or sorry, just policies in general, or even just, you know, social issues. Let me go back to the question. Also, oh, I decided to focus on planning because, uh, you know, I, I have a background in construction with, thanks to my dad, growing up uh, very little, uh, <laughs> During summer, uh, when I wasn't in school, I would go help him, um, you know, pass him the tool, the hammer, the, you know, until I was old enough. And he was teaching me the trade, cutting, you know, using the skill saw, framing, tile work, um, which I'm very helpful, very grateful now. But back then, I always wanted to stay home and, you know, play some football or soccer in the front yard or in the street. But um, I'm very grateful now because, um, you know, I do I do a lot of that stuff in, in my own home, a lot of sweat equity. And, you know, and that, I, I believe um, that's a that's a topic for another episode. But sweat equity really gives you the sense of your like ownership, uh, belonging. Um, so, you know, I will forever be grateful for that from my parents. But with that being said, um, you know, I always I, I thanks to soccer, like it really gave me the opportunity to to explore more of, uh, I guess, I don't want to say that I've always, um, at a very young age, I noticed that my parents were, you know, they were in a different, uh, situation than other families. Again, they were immigrants. Um, you know, they were, you know, sending money back to Mexico, feeding, trying to feed us and, you know, always trying to make a living. So I always wanted to, to help them. So I was like, Oh, like I'm pretty good at construction. So I'll probably pursue a general contractor's license or maybe focus on some HVAC work like AC and things like that um uh, it was up to the senior year and I had a coach his name was Jazz and he really believed in in, in us and he took us to you know club soccer uh, you know trying out he found us some sponsors and you know they gave us the opportunity to even like hang out with kids or people from like Beverly Hills Brentwood area and very different lifestyles. These guys were, uh, I don't want to say complaining, but like, you know, they had different struggles. Like, oh, like, dad, where are you going to get the HBO or whatever? I was like, what is HBO? You know, like, um, I'm over here, like, trying to play the game and I got to go back and help my dad paint a, a wall, you know, or or something. You know, thanks to soccer, I was able to to explore options, either community college or um, just Cal State. I really wanted to go to UCLA, uh, but that didn't happen. So I, I went to uh, Cal State Northridge. And there um, I went in as undecided. But the first year, I remember after training and stuff like that, I remember walking into the library with some friends and they dragged, there was some, there was a lonely guy at the corner saying, hey, interested in urban planning. Uh, we're doing a presentation in this room. And I was like, I heard urban, you know, urban, it, it was pretty, like, that caught my, my attention. So, so I went in there, they, they were presenting on urban planning. They were talking about how small their, the department was. And, you know, I really like that because you can really engage with your professors and even, um, even your classmates. So I gave it a chance. I learned a little bit that it was, you know, development, uh, 
some some sort of like construction related. So I went back home. I remember talking to my dad about it. He was like, pues, he's like, si te gusta, like if I like it, then yeah, you know. Uh, so not that I was looking for his approval or anything, but it was just kind of, it was interesting. So then I decided to become, you know, uh, declare that. Uh, but in, at CSUN, I remember the classes that uh, I kind of chose were more of the regional planning and transportation. I remember we had a professor named Walt Emanuel. He's still there, I believe. And he, you know, he would give us like case study or, you know, studies, uh, work from other countries. So that was very interesting and eye-opening, you know, from a boy that, again, inner city boy and just learning about Germany and even India, I remember. Um, uh, it it was amazing. So, and I met I met some of my you know best friends uh through through this program. Yeah, that's when I decided to that like, oh planning is it you know planning is it. After graduating, I got into the private sector, which was a permit runner or permit specialist, I guess, in at Long Beach. But it was more of the traffic control aspect of it. But shortly after. Uh, I, you know, applying to cities, it was, and again, this can be another episode. You're just applying to government agencies. Like it was, it was tough. Um, I remember I applied probably over, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it felt like probably over 50 times to, you know, 50 applications until there was that one person that believed in me and I didn't really know anybody. Um, cause you usually hear like, Oh, you need to know somebody to get in. So I was very proud of myself that I didn't know anybody. And I didn't need no leverage to get in, uh, but it was the city of Santa Monica under building department uh, as a permit specialist. Um, yeah, so uh, after you know, you know the story, uh, <laughs> Blair. Uh, but uh, I moved to Kern County and then the city of Bakersfield, and then I decided to go for my master's in urban planning at uh, USC. Um, a lot of people were like, "Why are you getting your master's? You already have a bachelor's." I was like um i just because i'm so passionate i want to learn so much and you know um i want to learn more more and just so we can be because education and you know knowledge is probably to me is like the most important thing for to to empower even provide tools for other people to to thrive so yeah that was pretty much uh it was it was it was that library uh moment at the oviat library at csun so well, I think we have been withholding uh, information uh, from folks that we haven't exactly um, explained how we met. And so we both participated in uh, the the program at USC, the urban planning program. Um, and so we were colleagues and yeah, then we now we're here. <laughs> so just to clear that up. And I think, yeah, yeah, for me, that was sort of my first, I'd say, formal um, education in planning. And so a year and a half later, here we are talking about all things urban planning. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So I know we uh, kind of like have been going, weaving in and out of topics a little bit. And so we did sort of go through some of our professional experience, but, um, I think maybe for the sake of time, um, and we'll probably get more into who we are as this sort of uh, podcast unfolds. But, um, you know, we should probably focus on sort of like why we're doing this. Um, you know, how is how is For our sure. podcast different? Some, yeah, what are we really trying to highlight here? So I don't know if you want to start, start us off. We met, <laughs> at, you know, in our master's program. Um, you know, we finished in December and 
I think for us to, you know, I guess we do, we're very passionate about this subject and, you know, the work that happens. So Urban Beginnings, we kind of decided it would be a way to to stay up to, to date on certain urban planning topics, you know, or, you know, things going on in the urban planning world. It would be a great opportunity to meet, uh, interview, even have discussions and conversations with other professionals or, you know, anybody in, in really um, out out doing, um, you know, the beautiful work of, you know, of, of uh, helping communities. Urban Beginnings really um, is, our intention is more of a, we don't want to call it like history lesson or anything, but more of just highlighting people doing the actual actual work you know like uh you know there's a meme the other day i saw in planning peeps i believe that said uh you know making the plan and then it was all cheerful and then implementation like the face was kind of ugh, like you know like implementation <laughs> is the real work and those are the 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 the, the projects and people we want to highlight because you know we always hear about like oh a skyscraper coming in and um in this area or you know, all these bigger projects, but there's actual more community-led projects that don't really get too much light on, but just the impact they 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 have in, in, in I, I would even say like blocks of uh, community is is amazing. So we, we really want to highlight that, uh, bring them onto the show, uh, you know, again, d- interview them, dis- uh, have some sort of discussion and create connections like that for our listeners and even ourselves. One thing that I did learn is in, in our program is the importance of collaboration. Uh, even if we don't have similar beliefs or opinion, but collaborating can really—I don't—I'm lost for for a word right now. But just collaboration, even if you know if we don't have the same ideas, but there's always the same might be their same object, uh, objective. So uh, collaborating in the sense uh, of uh, like that, I think um, it it's it's the formula for success, but. Uh, Blair, would you like to talk a little bit m- more about it, Urban Beginnings? I mean, honestly, you really said it pretty perfectly. I think um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that a lot of the motivation, at least for me, for doing this podcast comes from you know my years spent in the Tenderloin District in San Francisco. I worked there for about a total of 13 years, not necessarily consecutively, but I was always really drawn back to the neighborhood because it just had such a strong sense of community. And I really felt like even outside of my, you know, professional work, I I felt like it was a place where I really belonged and I felt really connected to the people. And I felt like it was a place where it was possible to make an impact just because, you know, the folks were so invested in their neighborhood and and doing the hard work like we've talked about and showing up every day and so so yeah for me a lot of this is sort of i think just sort of coming taking everything that we've talked about today and bundling it up i i probably wouldn't be where i'm at today if it wasn't for you know my experience in affordable housing development and community development in the tenderloin for for all that time and so i'm i'm very grateful yeah cuz i there's been times where like I reached out to certain people that, you know, I follow on social media and, you know, probably met in person. And, you know, I tell them like, you know, you're, you're, you're you know, props on the work you're doing. It's very impactful, very motivational, kind of the format we're kind of aiming for, maybe like the type of types of episodes. Like we talked about interviewing people, but I know we've had 
a few other ideas. Uh, did you want to talk a little bit more about those, just so our listeners can kind of, uh, you know, exp- uh, know what what to expect? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, okay, we've got our interviews. Um, we've got do not copy and paste, where we sort of highlight projects that you know may be may have worked or may not have worked, um, and sort of digest them a little bit, and then. Um, I think also we kind of want to leave it a little bit open-ended for other folks to sort of give some feedback Mm -hmm. and input on what they want to hear from us so that we can sort of delve into some different topics. Um, Mm -hmm. and then lastly, yeah, like do not copy and paste, you know, just really highlighting projects that were really tailored organically. Then the last one would be getting into upcoming students or young planners, interviewing with them, see what they're struggling with. Maybe we have some advice for them or not. Uh, again, it's all it's all learning here. Uh, I remember in college when I found out other people were urban planners, it was like, oh, like, oh my God, you're a planner. Like you didn't really hear about it. So now I think urban planning is becoming more more relevant. It's not as gatekeeped as other, other uh, you know, Absolutely. other eras. Yeah. Um, that's something that I'm really, uh, like I kind of encountered through, you know, through the time, but anyways, you know, I, that's what we really want to highlight as well is, uh, bringing in students maybe to the, to, to the podcast, talking to them, seeing what, what, um, what they're going through, what their interests are, you know, and maybe connecting them with some of the people we've interviewed or. Yeah. we mentioned maybe some book reviews or literacy reviews. I know there's a, there's a lot of urban planning texts and people are constantly making recommendations. So maybe um, talking about a few yeah. of the, the epic ones or maybe the, the lesser known ones. But but yeah, um, I guess I probably should have reviewed my notes before we talked about what this podcast was about, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we, we uh, again, this is, you know, this is a very passionate uh, project we don't want it to make we don't want it to be we want it to be like as organic as possible so again excuses for any for any maybe grammar <laughs> for, for actuation issues or uh you know we there just want to make it fun ups. as well for, for... <laughs> yeah but uh to what you were saying blair yeah like you know reading books i'm still reading uh the city of courts well we're really excited um i know that I'm really excited. I know that you're really excited and I hope that our audience gets really excited and that like over time we can really tailor things to their interests and answer some questions and get some really, really good guests on here um, of varying degrees and yeah, just really delve into urban planning. It's um, such an interesting topic and it intersects with so many other fields and yeah, we're just happy to be able to do this podcast really. Thanks so much for listening to episode zero of our podcast, Who Are We? I hope that you'll tune in next time for episode, I'm assuming, one. Yep. So everyone, have a great day, great night. And remember, stay up and and and, and love what you do. Peace. Love what you do. Peace.